Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wiggle it, jiggle it. What a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey! They're off and it is on! And betting line has taken the lead. Choo-choo! Boom! Just like that! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike. With co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun Shaman Hall production. Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know! That just happened! That just happened! Super zonk, because I had to get up an extra hour early to make it here on time today. I, I, don't, I didn't think I was going to make it on time. Well, listen, we're here in the announcer's booth at Aaron's Philadelphia. Of course, Mike Carter here is uh, in the on the East Coast visiting for a couple of days. And uh, listen, we've had, we've had a good time. You got a chance to call a couple of races here at Aaron's Philadelphia yesterday. I warned you about the sun this time of year. <laughs> right now, we're in the announcer's booth at Aaron's Philadelphia, and we are just basking in I the think sun. I, I think I'm frying over here. Oh, it, the sun is plentiful. It is hot is heck up here but uh, it's supposed to be a pretty nice day actually so uh you'll be calling a couple races again today and a couple of races again on friday and uh, you'll be heading back on saturday but uh, listen it's good to have you on the east coast my friend you haven't uh, run up my dinner bill too much yet <laughs> i certainly appreciate it but uh, listen i'm charging you for all these races i'm calling so that you know oh, they kind of boy. balance itself out but you know it's been a good time so far the weather's been good and uh the racing was uh fantastic yesterday uh my long shot uh well, he was a long shot for a reason yesterday, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, the first time started by Linda Toscano. But uh, nonetheless, we've got the more exciting races today. I believe we have 13 today. And to make sure you check us out, we're going to do some Facebook Live. I know we did some yesterday. And we got close on our pick fours and pick fives. I got down to the last leg of the pick five. And I had the three or four in the pick four. And I know you uh, got close as well. Uh, so we're going to give it a shot again today. Join us uh, on Facebook Live. On, uh, well, it'll be on Post Time with Mike and Mike. You can probably catch it there on my personal Facebook page or your personal Facebook page. You can catch it somewhere. It'll be all, yeah, it'll be all over the place. And, uh, listen, uh, you you gave out a uh, pool shot yesterday. What are the chances? Was a, uh, was a part of that pool shot was the eight horse side uh, in that last second. leg. Yeah, yeah, you were in second. So uh, second. you know what? You, you, you got a little bit of handicapping skill to you, my friend. Well, and that's our handicappers corner section of the website as long as you didn't tune in for Monday's Western Fair debacle. <laughs> but Tuesday, it was certainly a lot better. Monday was just, I was nowhere. I was nowhere on Tuesday. Uh, of course, you usually do Tuesday selections, yeah. and uh, it, it was a good card on Tuesday. We hit the uh, early double. We just we just missed uh, the that's pick four, I believe. So. That's for sure. Nah, well, listen, we, uh, <laughs> we have, we have uh, a lot of fun. Our good buddies at Western Fair, they do a lot to promote us and to promote the sport, and we certainly appreciate that. And uh, we've got a great show on tap for you today, Mike. Uh, a guy that we've never had on this program before, Jim Marone Jr., and he is really coming into his own uh, as far as a dri- uh, being a driver is concerned. He picked up his 4,000th career victory, and Mike, can you have picked – 
can he have picked a better horse to get his 4,000th victory with? Listen, I don't care what race he wins from now to the end of his career. He could win the Hamiltonian Little Brown Jug. This will probably stand out to him as probably one of the biggest races that he will ever win. In fact, I will, uh, I, I will, I'm going to ask him about that uh, on the oh, show. We've got week. to ask him about oh, yeah. that. We would lose a lot of journalistic integrity if we didn't ask him about <laughs> Foiled again and what that meant to him. Also, one of our favorite guys, Mike. I mean, a guy that's been around for a long time. He's a Hall of Famer, probably a Hall of Famer many times over. He's worked in a uh, a lot of different areas of publicity in our sport, and he's still going at it. Marv Bonkrod from Dover Downs. They've got a big uh, card coming up tonight with the Matrons. I know Down by the Seaside is racing. Some other superstars in our sport will be descending down to Dover, and we're going to talk a little bit to Marv Bonkrod about that, plus a very special guest, Mike, Janine Gessick from Pacing for the Cure, and they've got an event coming up on Sunday, November 26th, right here at Harris, Philadelphia. It's uh, a walk, and they're going to be doing some other things as well. So that's uh, Pacing for the Cure event. They've got events all over the place, and this is a thing, Mike, that is really taken off, and it's for such a great cause. Yeah, definitely. We had our uh, ladies' driver pace uh, about a month ago on Courageous Lady Night at Northfield Park, and the amount of people that turn out for this thing is absolutely incredible, and uh, it's all for a great cause. Uh, you know, uh, women's health and cancer in general uh, is a uh, is a tough battle that we're having yep. to deal with. And uh, you know what? I'm glad that I'm a part of a sport that uh, takes it so seriously. Absolutely. And Pacing for the Cure uh, focuses on a multiple sclerosis. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's a great, great cause. And we're going to talk to Janine uh, coming up towards uh, about 11.15, 11.20 or so. Plus, Ron's going to take a look at some harness racing headlines. And Mike, this is... Uh, I've got in my hand a bombshell, and I was going to. You were saying earlier. I was going to tell. I was going to tell you. Let me grab this thing. If I can, if I can get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a part of. That's the great thing about doing this thing live is, uh, you know. Yeah, we. It's it's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more off the cuff, if you will. But uh, this is. Uh, uh, Somewhat breaking news, I guess. This is certainly the first I've ever heard about it. But uh, And we were going to wait until the headlines uh, segment that we have just started doing. But uh, I'm going to lead off with this thing. Uh, and this is a report. This is coming out of the Indy Star. This affects our good friends in Indiana. And the uh, headline reads, Caesars Entertainment buying Indy area casinos, horse tracks for more than $1 billion. Dollars. That's a major, major bombshell. So wait, That's directly so wait, so from the Indy Star. So, so Hoosier and Indiana. Hoosier Grand? and Indiana. Now let me, let me, let me, let's read a little bit of this. Caesar's Entertainment, and once again, this is from the Indy Star. Caesar's Entertainment is looking to buy casinos in Anderson and Shelbyville. There's Hoosier right. Park in Indiana Grand, in a deal worth more than one billion dollars, according to Bloomberg News. Bloomberg on Wednesday reported that Centaur Gaming of Indianapolis is in the final stages of negotiations on plans to sell horse racing and casino operations at Hoosier Park in Anderson and Indiana Grand near Shelbyville. The news service cited unnamed sources, unnamed sources, unnamed sources who told them the sales price is expected to be more than one billion and that an official announcement, Mike, could come as early as next week. No comment from Caesars Entertainment. John Keeler, Vice President, General Manager, Council for Centaur Gaming, also declined comment. This is huge. Yeah, this could be a uh, this is a blockbuster deal, and uh, I know Centaur Gaming has done a fantastic job. Uh, Caesars does a great job uh, 
out here in Harris, Philadelphia, and uh, across the country as well, Mike. Caesars Entertainment owns two riverboat casinos in the state. Of course, Indiana is a state that I'm from. They own Horseshoe Hammond and uh, Horseshoe Southern Indiana is in Elizabeth. As a matter of fact, I believe that the general manager of the casino here at Harris, Philadelphia, used to be the general manager or assistant at Horseshoe Hammond, by the way, an area I'm very familiar well, with. So Harris is a Caesars company, correct? So, Absolutely, yeah, could, yes. So this could be a, like a Harris kind of deal or – you know, it could be like a Caesars kind of deal that was at like Thistledown uh, before. So, uh, blockbuster deal, and yeah. uh, you know, a little bit of breaking news to kick off the uh, kick off the program. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait and see how that all, uh, you know, comes out. I guess an official announcement, according to the Indy Star. Uh, could be coming as early as next week. So let's wait for uh, the official news next week. But like I said, we've got a great show coming up for you today. Jim Marone Jr. is in the on-deck circle. 4,000 career wins. That's huge. That's huge. Before we, You know what, Mike? Before we get to commercial, we still have a, another minute or two before we got to bring Jimmy on. Um, let's talk a little bit about our awards because our, our inbox is just flooded Full of nominations. We have gotten a lot of nominations. Nominations are still open for our post time with Mike and Mike Awards until December eighth, right? Dece- December seventh. December seventh. December seventh. Yep. Yeah, uh, twelve noon. And uh, listen, three categories uh, specifically off the top of my head. I know that uh, we do need some uh, extra nominations, uh, so to speak, uh, for the Iron Horse of the Year. I know that's always a tough one uh, for everybody because we're yep. looking for thirteen and fourteen year olds, yep. and Foiled Again is not eligible to this award. I know we've uh, received a couple of nominations for Foil again. We got something special planned for him. And the, and the award's named after him, so he's right. like the ultimate iron. We realize that he is the ultimate iron horse. Right. That is that's a given, so uh, you know. You know, we're looking for that. Uh, I think upset of the year. We, we Listen, we got to, you know, last year we were flooded with upsets. This year, uh, not so much. I know we've gotten a lot for the same uh, upset, uh, and uh, we won't reveal uh, the one that I'm specifically thinking of that we've gotten a ton of the same yeah. of. That's for sure. And uh, but I'll tell you, we can use any any listen any category mm-hmm. that you want to nominate somebody for. Feel free to do so until uh, December 7th at noon, and then December 8th will be our uh, awards nomination show where we'll come on. Uh, we'll have a. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do it in the morning. Or if we'll do it at night, we'll have to kind of talk and see uh, we'll we'll how, we, how, how we want to do it. And then uh, voting will be open for three weeks. And on uh, Thursday, December 28th, we'll receive the uh, um, results from yeah. our third party. And actually, uh, this year, uh, we're employing uh, – we, we've always used Google, and they, you know, they send it off, and then they send us back the results or whatever. But this year, we are specifically – you know, using a uh, specifically using a third party. So it's going to be interesting to uh, see how this all plays out that uh, there'll be one vote per person uh, as always. And uh, we won't be doing the voting through Google this year. Uh, we'll be doing it through uh, survey monkey who has a top notch no. IP address uh, detector. So uh, don't do yeah, it. Don't, don't, don't do it more than twice because don't ha- do it. Because what happens is, <laughs> and we, we found this out the, uh, the hard way. They'll take is, you, they'll, they'll take you to jail. No, yeah, no, no, not that. Not that. What, what, ha- what happens is, is if they see two votes from the same IP address, they knock both of them out. So yep. You're losing, you know, you're losing your vote and uh, we don't want to see uh, anybody lose a vote. No, don't lose before. your vote. So if you actually, if you vote twice, then you lose your initial vote. So it's, yeah, don't, uh, 
Yeah, we're going top notch this year, buddy. We're making several upgrades, although we policed it pretty good last year, I think. But but it just took a little extra work. It's going to take a little little work out of it for us, I think. Yeah, de- yeah, around. definitely. Uh, Makes with, our lives easier. With, with Google, you know, uh, you know, we we'd get a spreadsheet and then we'd have to go through it and then we'd have to send it off. The sending it off part was easy because they three clicks. The guy called me. Remember last year he called me three clicks and bam, every duplicate one was out. Yep. But uh, <laughs> you know, three uh, clicks and you're out. Three clicks and you're out. But it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun award show. And I'll tell you, Mike, one category that's really heating up uh-huh. is Innovator yep. of the Year. This category is brand new to Post Time with Mike and Mike, and uh, the United States Trotting Association sponsors it. And I'll tell you what, we have got a slew of nominations yeah. for uh, Innovator of the Year. And you know what? And that's really, really good news, Mike, because uh, what is more important than trying to find new ideas for the sport of harness racing? And it's good to see so many people with youthful, strong new ideas and new ways to promote the sport of harness racing. And I'm just thrilled to death. And listen, we're going to get a lot more nominations on that before it's over, but we've got some really, really good deserving candidates in there. And I'll tell you, the problem is going to be picking a winner because I'll tell you each and every one of those innovators of the year, people that have been nominated to this point deserve that award, if you ask me. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because the last couple of years, and we got to get to a commercial break, the last couple of years, there's been a standout in a couple of the categories. There are no standouts no. whatsoever no. in any of the categories this year, so uh, it should be a very competitive, competitive award show. Well, we're going to take a, a short time out. When we come back, we've got Jim Marone Jr., who celebrates win number four thousand as he did it aboard foiled again you've got post time with mike and mike presented by bet america now at bet america every track is a bonus track earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track we also offer more points for all exotic wagers and don't forget about our weekly promos check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races sign up for bet america today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. 
back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and we're joined now by uh, driver Jim Marone Jr. And Jim, I'll tell you what, you you scored win number four thousand, and I was talking to Mike off the air uh, before uh, before we brought you on, and you know I, I feel like you could win a Hamiltonian, you could win a little Brown Jug, but those wins probably wouldn't compare to being able to score a career milestone aboard foil again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I actually never drove foiled again, but I got to race against him a handful of times and he's, uh, he's definitely something to, uh, you know, he's definitely something to see. He, you know, he, he's a great horse for this sport and, and he always has been, and uh, he's going to go down as one of the legends in this game. Yeah, no question about it. Mike Bozich here, Jim, and obviously that had to be a big thrill to win your 4,000th uh, behind the great war horse, the Iron Horse. He's named after our Iron Horse uh, Award of the Year, obviously. Such a great, great horse. But, Jim, I'll tell you what, buddy, you are putting uh, a fantastic career together, uh, 4,000 career wins now, obviously many more uh, coming up in the future. Jim, let's go back to square one. Tell us a little bit how you got involved in the sport of harness racing and how you got your stud. Uh, well, I've always been around the horses. My father was a driver, uh, you know, Yonkers Roosevelt, uh, you know, he, he battled there for years and you know, he had a barn and, uh, you know, for when I was really young, uh, he had a, he had a medium sized barn, you know, raceway horses. And, uh, you know, I always grew up around the horses. I was always interested in it. You know, sports, uh, was always my main interest. And, uh, you know, as I got older, I got more and more interested in, uh, uh, in horse racing and I uh, just kind of took it from there. I started, uh, I started working around, you know, the horses more when, probably when I was in high school. And uh, uh, after I graduated high school, I went to work for uh, Billy Popfinger uh, before I went to college and uh, through my college breaks, I always stayed close with him and, and, you know, kept working with him, you know, on my off time from school. And I just kind of took it from there. Billy put me out on the road with strings of his horses and, uh, you know, he would let me drive them, you know, when I got my license and everything. And, uh, you know, one thing just led to another and, uh, I just kept it going from there. Now, Jim, I see you have the New Jersey phone number and you did some traveling with Bill Popfinger. And I remember you specifically from, uh, my old home tra- track, Colonial Downs in uh, Virginia. First of all, what was it like to drive on that track and how in the world did you wind up down there? Uh, it was, I wound up down there because of Billy, you know, he, uh, like I said, he put me on the road with strings of his horses and, uh, you know, he had some horses that were always eligible to some series down there. And, uh, you know, he sent me on the road with them and, uh, that's how I wound up there. It was very unique. Uh, you know, I really wish they were still racing down there. You know, horses got over that track so easy, you know, that was, you know, they called it the one turn mile. You know, I, I think that turn was actually, uh, about a half of a mile the whole yeah. turn uh, yeah really very very short very short stretch yeah <laughs> yeah you could uh you know you, you went through that turn you didn't really even know you were in a turn and uh you know you come out of it into that long stretch and uh i'm really glad that i got to race there uh you know to always say that, that i that i did race there because not a lot of people did but uh, it was definitely something that you know you should see and and everybody that that drives and and trains they they should they should have raced some horses down there because it was very unique. 
You know, we always talk to uh, different drivers about different size ovals. And, uh, you know, I mean, some drivers basically say it doesn't really make too much of a difference. You just basically drive what you have horse-wise. And then other drivers kind of mentally prepare, like when they make the move from the half to the five-eighths or the five-eighths to the mile. Any particular size of oval that uh, that uh, suits your fancy? I went to there's a size oval that, you know, I, I really like uh, better than the other. I uh, I just try to go in, you know, race by race and, you know, horse by horse. You know, horses will tell you also what, what tracks they like. Some horses don't get around to half as well as they do a five-eighths. You know, but I, I think a, a five-eighths could actually play out like a mile and a half. You know, you, you could find races where on a five-eighths the front end always holds up, or you could find races on a five-eighths where, uh, uh, you, you know, where there could be a lot of action and horses can come from behind. Uh, I think uh, the five-eighths is, uh, it can suit mostly any horse. Now, Jim, uh, obviously uh, you're, you're driving up at the Meadowlands. You're doing uh, a lot of different driving at Pocono and uh, Harris, Philadelphia. What's next uh, for you? And if you had to pick a race, and obviously I know what we talked about at the start of the, uh, start of the interview, but if you had to pick one race that maybe you haven't won that you'd like to, uh, what would it be? Definitely the Hamiltonian. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the top race of this game, you know, uh, gets, it gets mostly, you know, all the focus from all the, all the big barns. And, uh, you know, to, to do it, you know, at the Meadowlands, uh, you know, that, that would just be a dream come true. All right. Well, Jim, listen, listen we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, just picked up career win 4,000 behind foiled again. Obviously, many more wins in your future. Jim, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And uh, real quick before we let you go, uh, favorite horse so far you've driven? Oh. You know, I don't know if I have a favorite horse that I've driven. Maybe it's just the maybe it's just the last horse that I've driven because uh, I, I don't. Uh, you know, I just try to get as much work as I can from as many places and, and people as I can. Uh, I, I I can't really put a finger on on my favorite. Yeah, well, that's a good answer, my friend. Good answer, Jim. We <laughs> certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Best of but where are you today? You, you driving anywhere today? Um, I'm on my way to Chester right now. Uh, okay, well, we're sitting up here in the announcers, but we could have brought you online. We could have brought him online. He's on, our, he's on his way to see us. I have to come down. You know, Jim, I, last time I saw you, real quick before we let you go, last time I saw you was at Buffalo, if I remember correctly. And uh, listen, I may have to swing down to the paddock here and uh, say hello. Yeah, definitely. Definitely come down and say hi. I'd like to see you again. All right, Jim, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. We'll come down and uh, chat a little bit before the races, maybe. Okay. All right, that was Jim Marone, Jr. Driver. I didn't know yet. I, I thought I looked at the entries because we were, you know, scandaling our show, and, and I didn't think Jim – I must have been looking at yesterday because Jim did, didn't have any drives yesterday here. But uh, I'll tell you what, he's really come alive here at Harris, Philadelphia. And for those uh, gamblers out there, see, if I would have known that, I would have grabbed the program. We could ask him about some of his drives today, but that was just a journalistic blunder on my part. Yeah, well, you know – I dropped the ball you know, again, listen, Mike. Listen, the ball is way over there. I thought it went out the – listen, we, we, when me and Matei heard that loud pop yesterday, Maybe that was you yeah, dropping the ball there. Yeah. But listen, you know, I, I've known Jim uh, Marone for a long time uh, since Colonial Downs days. And I used to, I mean, I worked there in 2007, 2008, yeah. uh, back when uh, they were still racing there. And, you know, we've we've kind of hooked up at Buffalo. And, you know, who knows, maybe I'll get down and talk to him today. But it's all it's been really cool to see how his career has blossomed uh, from there. Kind of like me, Mike, I learned how to call races on that racetrack at Colonial Downs. And I got to tell you, I'm super glad because it was one of the hardest tracks to call at 
you know that could not have been an easy track to drive at, that's for sure. I never had a chance to call Colonial Downs, uh, but I'll tell you what. I mean, with as long as that stretch is, I think last time Darrell Wood was on the program, we asked him about that. As long as that stretch is, but I'll tell you what, it's interesting from a calling point of view because uh, as you found out, every track is different. You had a chance to call a couple races at Pocono. Pocono is a little bit of a tough call because the apron is huge. So you're quite a ways away from the track. And I have to say here at Harris, Philadelphia, in comparison, it's a very easy call here because you're high up. You're very close to the track, but every track offers the challenges, and I can't even imagine what Colonial Downs would have been like to come. Yeah, from the finish line where you were to the top of the stretch, 1,350 feet, and the announcer's booth was flush with the building. That it was no tall t- or no easy task, that's for sure. Well, I have to tell you that when I filled in at Hawthorne back in the beginning of 2000, and God, was it was a 15 or 16? No, I can't remember, 2015, and uh, I got up there. I walked into the announcer's booth, and, and I'm from Chicago, the Chicagoland area. I've been to Hawthorne plenty of times before this, but I've never been up to the announcer's booth. And I have to tell you, and I knew the stretch was long, but when, I, when you get up in that booth and you look down there, I'm telling you, the top of the stretch, is, it's like it, it's an Iowa or something. I mean, it is just way the heck out there. And I'm thinking to myself, holy moly, how am I going to do this? I'm going to have to go buy a high-powered telescope or something. <laughs> I, but I got through it somehow, but uh, – I got good advice from Pete Galas, our good friend. Pete always told me, he always said that you better take a mental snapshot when they're right before the top of the stretch because when they turn towards you, you and if anything. you don't know where anybody is, you're in, you're in deep trouble. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that statement. we got Marv Bachrod coming up next. Uh, we're going to talk some majoring going on uh, tonight. Uh, Mike told me uh, we, I've spent enough time at the racetrack this week, so we're not going to go out to Dover. <laughs> but uh, listen, they, uh, they've got some fantastic racing out there. We wouldn't make it. Because, I, listen, I've seen some of the traffic on 95. We would never, ever make it to no. uh, Dover down. No, you get, you get down going one south, especially in the summertime. It's bad because a lot of people are driving to the beaches. So, so All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we've got Marv Bachrod coming on the program. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision, laid on the outside, Pit Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again, and Pit Rock together, run 49 and 2. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once in a lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Picking up speed. Here they come. They're off, and it is on. If you're already off and pacing, what's the next step? If you're between the ages of 8 and 17 or know someone who is, visit thisisharnessracing.com to download the application for the This Is Harness Racing Aspiring Drivers Program. 
perks include being a driver in the often pacing game, meeting real-life top drivers, and getting free often pacing merchandise. Join the movement. This is HarnessRacing.com. Hashtag This is Harness Racing on Twitter and Facebook. back on both sides with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. Still plenty to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We're going to take a look at some of our, the uh, harness racing headlines coming up in just a couple of minutes. Plus, Janine Gessick is going to talk about the 2017 pacing for the Curie Fund coming here to Harris, Philadelphia on November 26th. She's uh, towards the bottom of the hour. But first, it's our good buddy, the director of publicity at the Dover Downs. He is a legend. He's a Hall of Famer uh, over and over. Our guy, Marv Bachrod. Marv, how are you, my friend? Doing well, Mike, and uh, great being here. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the matrons tonight. Of course, it is that time of year. And actually, we've got a pretty nice day for it. I know the sun's shining pretty bright. That's uh, going to get uh, pretty nice here. Of course, they'll cool off by the time you guys start a little bit, but that's uh, perfectly fine. I think for uh, coming up on Thanksgiving, we'll take this kind of weather any day of the week. But first of all, you guys are a couple of weeks into the meet. Tell us how it's going so far. Uh, everything's off to a good start here at Dover Downs uh, during the winter, particularly when the uh, Pennsylvania tracks uh, are uh, taking some time off. We do uh, exceedingly well. As you know, you've been here several times during uh, uh, the past year or so. Uh, here at Dover Downs, we have uh, excellent racing top cards each and every day. We go four days a week. We start at 4.30 in the afternoon. And uh, as usual, we start to really get uh, rolling just about this time of the year. It takes a, about a, a week or so before people realize that you're around and such. And uh, we're here with uh, some top cards, including this big one coming up starting this afternoon. Those four rich matron stakes for three-year-olds are getting ready to go. And uh, we've got some headline names, of course, in uh, action today. We've got uh, Down Pie, the Seaside, one of the outstanding uh, three-year-olds right now. He's vying to uh, perhaps become the uh, three-year-old Pacer of the Year and uh, maybe even Horse of the Year. And uh, he'll be here today, and he'll be back next week, next uh, Wednesday, It'll be the uh, Progress Pace uh, preview. And in the uh, Hap Hansen Progress Pace, uh, you'll be the first to know this. Down by the seaside, we'll be back. And also, there's uh, uh, his stable mate will be here just as well, the Big Terror. So uh, we've got uh, Dragon Terror, and uh, we've got... Uh, down by the seaside. Now that's coming up next Wednesday. So that's your preview for right now. Getting back to today's action, the ice attraction is here in the Philly Trot going for $186,600. Uh, what the Hill, the horse that uh, finished first but was disqualified and 
placed away from victory in the Breeders' Crown that came right back uh, recently, and he's heading things in the $201,900 Matron Colt Trot today. And David Miller, the Hall of Famer, will be in the bike for the uh, uh, members of the uh, uh, Burke Racing Stable. Uh, we have uh, Dream Together uh, as uh, a... Uh, I guess you might say a, a battler for first place in the uh, Matron Philly Trot with Ice Attraction from the uh, Okies Fonstead Stable. And Idyllic Beach, he, she was a, an outstanding early season Philly. She's in the $182,700 Matron uh, Sophomore Philly Pace. Yannick Jingra will be in the bike for that one. And... Uh, that's the way things uh, will be shaping up. Uh, uh, Caviar Alley is there and uh, will be a uh, principal contestant in the uh, Philly Pace. So uh, that's the way things shape up for the matron. We have a $30,000 preferred pace with Kristen Mee in and Mocket So headlining that one. And we've got a $25,000 open pace, and it's just a terrific card for a Thursday afternoon. Late in the afternoon at 4.30, we'll be humming. Now, Marv, uh, obviously you touched on a, a couple of the big horses at each of the races. Uh, let's uh, let's kind of dive into a, a couple of the races uh, that are coming up here tonight. Obviously, Ice Attraction was a, a big upsetter in, mm-hmm. uh, in in Lexington, in the Kentucky Philly uh, Futurity, and uh, right. has been racing uh, pretty well for trader driver Okius Funstead. Uh, Luke Blaze sends two horses into this race, though, in Dream Together and On a Sunny yeah. Day. Both draw to uh, one to the inside, one to the outside of Ice Attraction. But uh, I'll tell you, Okius Funstead and uh, Luke Blaze uh, pretty much sum up this field. Yeah, that's pretty much the so for almost all these fields uh, anymore. Uh, several uh, top-notch uh Stables uh, are dominating the uh, top events from early in the season to right now with the Matron, one of the uh, uh, top late-season attractions. And uh, we see them right here in uh, our uh, four Matron uh, finals coming up for today. Marv, Mike Bozich here. Uh, you know, let's take a look at the uh, race six. That's the three-year-old Colton Gelding Trotters. And Marv, mm-hmm. a lot of familiar names uh, that we've seen, obviously, with these three-year-old Trotters. A lot of Hamiltonian familiar names in the likes right. of Dan and Devious Man. And, of course, yes, Mickey really started coming around towards the end. And 2 a.m. is a high-percentage winner that really uh, hasn't, you know, he defeated Yes Mickey on the undercard at the Hambletonian and really hasn't been knocking horns with the big dogs up until now. But the, And obviously out in post-state, you've got uh, what the Hill, who yeah. uh, obviously has uh, kind of made uh, Hambletonian history a little bit. That's for sure. And, of course, uh, he's one of the leading contenders for the three-year-old Colton Gelding title this year. And uh, that eight hole is uh, probably his biggest difficulty for today. David Miller will be on the bike. Uh, Now, Devious uh, Man with uh, Andy Miller has the two hole. And uh, there's plenty of talent there. You, You mentioned, yes, Mickey. At this time of the year, there seems to be a surge by a number of horses that weren't that uh, big early this season, but right now they're right in their top uh, shape. And uh, uh, occasionally you'll see a big upset. 
Now, the eighth race uh, tonight is the $182,700 matron for three-year-old filly of Pacers, Marv. And I'll tell you, you guys couldn't have drawn a better field. Uh, obviously, Idyllic Beach draws the inside. Agent Q has been racing extremely well as of late. And uh, you can't ever throw out Ella Christina. Boy, what a trip she had in the uh, Breeders' Crown Eliminations and then fought off contenders to win her elimination uh, before the final. It's a pretty uh, packed and jam-packed uh, field. Yeah, I would think that this and the trot, which we just discussed, have the biggest names in there, and uh, they should be very interesting. Uh, Idyllic Beach was uh, so good early this season. Of course, uh, Agent Q came on and raced uh, very well for a good part of the year, and right now, Ella Christina has been uh, one of the horses that has grabbed a lot of attention. All right, Marvin, one more matron race, and it's coming up in race 10. And obviously, there's some uh, drama here in the Glamour Division. Three-year-old Colton Gelding paces down by the seaside, obviously getting uh, or should get a lot of the wagering attention. He's out in post seven, high percentage winner there. But a very interesting horse is Rock and Tony. And this is a horse that was purchased by the Burke Connections. And once again, we'll get the Hall of Famer Dave Miller in the bike draws post three. I think that's going to be very interesting to see uh, what Rock and Tony does for new connections in there. No question. This is really a good race. As uh, I mentioned before, this has turned out to be almost in every one of the divisions of the matron. Uh, very competitive. Uh, Filibuster Hanover was uh, an outstanding horse uh, during September, winning the Little Brown Jug. You have Funkin' Waffles. Uh, that's the New York Sire Stake champion. Uh, Rock and Tony has certainly come on. And, of course, don't forget, from the outside, you have two horses in seven and eight posts down by the seaside and uh, me so fast. Marv, from a handicapping point of view, and obviously on these matron programs, you've got horses uh, seeming uh, they're coming from everywhere. I mean, a lot of them are raced in Lexington. A lot of them raced at the Meadowlands. A lot of them raced at Pocono. They're just coming from all over the place. From a handicapping point of view, how do handicappers adjust? What are some of the things to look for uh, as these horses uh, maybe race for the first or second time on the Dover surface? Well, one thing about Dover, uh, the track is set up almost like a, a donut or a bagel. Uh, most of the uh, five-eighths mile tracks are uh, uh, have much tighter turns uh, and longer uh, stretch uh, uh, as their features. But here at Dover, a lot of horses can sit on the outside, and these horses are used to doing that, and uh, still come on strong in the stretch. And uh, that makes it so competitive here at Dover Downs. It seems like when you're turning for home, there's four or five horses always ready to roll. All right, well, Marv, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Big card coming up at Dover tonight, and uh, you guys get underway at 4.30, right? That's it. Come on All out. Right. Enjoy yourself. 4.30 <laughs> post time tonight. And, Marv, real quick, before I let you go, I'm going to throw a little bit of a tidbit at you uh, from your past a little bit, because we all know that uh, you've done a lot of publicity work, not only for racing, but for uh, a lot of other venues, a lot of other places. Where were you when uh, Will Chamberlain scored his, uh, got that 100-point uh, game? Well, believe it or not, I uh, was home listening to the game. Bill Campbell was the announcer, and uh, uh, I, I got home after playing basketball in the church league and uh, 
was listening to the game during the second half, and it was amazing as Chamberlain kept on uh, tallying more and more baskets. And it looks like uh, his successor's around right now. Last night, if you saw the Los Angeles Lakers against the uh, Sixers, a real uh, Joel Embiid show, 48 points for Embiid, who's really in his uh, really his rookie first year. He did play uh, uh, several games last year, but he looks like he's going to be a dominant figure. That was actually a question from a racing fan when uh, we announced you were going to be on the show. We got an email from a, okay. a racing fan wanting to ask you, wanting us to ask you about that on the program. Didn't you do some publicity work for uh, the old basketball team there that uh, Wilt was on? No, I, I was working for KYW in Philadelphia, right. and I was covering right. all the home games. Right. And I right. saw Wilt probably in as many games as anyone who's still around. Absolutely. Well, Marvelous, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. It's going to be a great night at Dover. Anybody that's around the general vicinity, if you're a harness racing fan, you absolutely have to check out the action at Dover tonight. Marv, we appreciate it, buddy. Very good, and we'll be listening to the uh, action from Harris, Philadelphia, and come right on afterward. All right. Sounds good, Marv. Have a good one. Good luck tonight. Righto. Thank you. All right. That was Marv Bachrod and Mike. I'll tell you, just a, a class, class act, a great great guy every time we have a chance to go to dover we always catch up with marv it's a real good conversation marv's just a uh i'll tell you what he's a kind of an encyclopedia of harness racing i was going to say that he's a wealth of knowledge that's for sure and uh you know uh him those guys like him bob hollywood hayden these guys who just have a wealth of knowledge of the sport of harness racing uh it's always fun to sit around and kind of listen to their stories and uh see what kind of knowledge they have all right speaking of stories we've got some headlines coming up which are kind of a new segment of the program that uh, we've been uh, trying over the last couple of weeks where we take a look at some not all i mean we obviously don't have time to go through all the great harness racing headlines but we'll certainly talk about a few and uh, that's coming up next on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america now at bet america every track is a bonus track earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track we also offer more points for all exotic wagers and don't forget about our weekly promos check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races sign up for bet america today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Want to sport the coolest Breeders' Crown gear? Head on over to Hamiltonian.com. Get your Breeders' Crown hats, polo shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, shot glasses, and more. They make the perfect gift for the harness racing fan in your life. Visit Hamiltonian.com.
back of this edition time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of uh, Mike Bozich. And it's time uh, for one of our new favorite segments. It's the uh, headlines uh, segment of our program. And Mike, uh, I, I kind of had to do some digging uh, this week because I completely forgot <laughs> forgot about this segment for a little bit. But i tell you, uh, driver Daryl Wright scored his uh, 5,000th career yeah. win at Hoosier Park last night. In fact, we actually got to see it. Uh, I believe it was in the first race of the program. Daryl is an unbelievable guy, and uh, I had a chance to. He was pretty much uh, um, in the Michigan area for the 10 years that I called Hazel Park uh, Raceway from 2004 to 2014. And I'll tell you what, it's uh, good to see Daryl. And Daryl's had some injury problems, Mike. He's had a couple of pretty bad spills that uh, nearly knocked him out of commission. But Daryl is back, and it's great to see him doing well. 5,000 career wins, many in the state of Michigan. So uh, certainly a couple of milestones. Uh, We talked about Jim Marone's 4,000th win. What about Tony Morgan? Tony Morgan is... Uh, 18, I believe. 18 away from 16,000, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Un- we were talking about it yesterday. Unbelievable. Tony Morgan, uh, one of a, a handful of drivers, and I do mean a very small handful of uh, drivers. Mike, you got something else? Yeah, well, no, I, I was going to tell you. So we were talking earlier about the uh, Caesars Entertainment, you know, Indiana, looking to buy Indiana. I think we were uh, probably one of the first to break that story because it just showed up on the USTA website. So uh, well, the Indianapolis star. You know, well, but no, I know, but I'm just saying like yeah. one of the first like Carnage racing. Uh, so that's kind of cool. You know, and, and, and you talk, and you talk about, uh, more casinos, uh, uh, let's take a look at this one. Empire news up from Empire City Casino at Yonkers Raceway. Let's read this. One of the largest casinos in the U.S. and one of only two casinos licensed to serve the New York City metropolitan area today announced that it has initiated a process to explore alternatives, including strategic partnerships, to best position this leading gaming and entertainment facility for the future. This is courtesy of a Wall Street Journal, Mike. Empire City serves more than 60 million eligible gaming customers and so Okay, the Rooney family, which has owned Empire City Casino and Yonkers Raceway for over 45 years, seeks the right strategic partner to enable the transformation of the iconic, nearly 100-acre property into one of the world's greatest entertainment destinations. Uh, And Tim Rooney goes on a little bit, potential partners. uh, There can be no assurances that the process will result in a transaction on the terms or timing of such a transaction if undertaken. uh, No definitive schedule to complete the search has been set to assist in the process. J.P. Morgan, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so basically what that all means is what does that mean for racing? I don't know. They're they're basically looking for, you know, a partnership or, you know, even somebody to take over. And, uh, you know, it's you know, it's funny that two of these stories kind of break uh, this week, uh, Mike, and it makes you makes you wonder, you know, what does it all mean for the sport of harness racing when uh, some of these casinos are, you know, maybe looking for partners or maybe uh, trying to uh, set up some sort of sale. Yeah, you know, and this is the thing I think that happens often in the casino business. I mean, I'm not a big casino guy. Like, I don't really, you know, kind of watch. But I know casinos, they kind of merge all the time. You've got new companies that kind of come and go a little bit. And, um, you know, I mean, Las Vegas, Atlantic City, you see that scene kind of changing all, all the time. But, I mean, when it comes down to harness racing, when it comes down to horse racing, what's it mean for our sport? I, I mean, you know, I really don't know. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I, well, the only tough one, that, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, is that uh, – you know, the horse racing industry has to try to work hard with, and this is just the climate that we're in now. I mean, the racing industry has to work with casino interest and there has to be some kind of happy medium. And, uh, 
you know, I mean, that's, just, that's, you know, like simply the way it is, but obviously with the Yonkers situation, obviously with the Hoosier Park and Indiana Grand situation, the only thing that is going to give us any kind of definitive answer is time. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, we just have to kind of watch and see how this all uh, kind of plays out and uh, kind of see what goes, uh, what goes on next. All right. Di- uh, Diamond Creek Farms standing there down by the seaside. Down He's, by the seaside. Tonight. Yeah. He's going to be standing at Diamond Creek Farms, a good friend at uh, Diamond Creek Farms. So uh, hands off to them. Actually, yeah, it's going to be in partnership with um, with Sugar Valley Farm, I believe. Okay. So, yeah, the two of them are going to kind of uh, kind of bounce off each other, which is great for harness racing in general, because he will be able to breed. Uh, some mares in Pennsylvania, which means they'll be Pennsylvania bred, and he can also breed some mares in Ohio. So, hey, you know, that's even better, you know, sired and, you know, sired and bred in a couple of states, uh, you know, that uh, will can only benefit the two states of uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio. I'll tell you what, Ohio's doing really well. It, I mean, really, yeah. really awesome to see what the state of Ohio has uh, been able to accomplish. I, because I'll tell you what, before Expanded Gaming was there, and I know before Governor Kasich, right, was the one Correct. that actually yep. signed the bill. I'll tell you what, it was uh, some hard times well, what, in one, Ohio. One thing I'm looking forward to, Mike, is Mr. Wiggles came out last year, which means everybody that was born last year will now, is one this year. Yep. His horses will start racing – Next year, I cannot wait to see if maybe the next Wiggle It Jiggle comes out of Ohio. Very, very interesting. Coming up, Janine Gessick and uh, more on First Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We'll be back in just a moment. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there. Foils again, dead game. Clear vision laid on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foils again and Pit Rock together. Picking up speed. Here they come. They're off, and it is on. If you're already off and pacing, what's the next step? If you're between the ages of 8 and 17 or know someone who is, visit thisisharnessracing.com to download the application for the This Is Harness Racing Aspiring Drivers Program. Perks include being a driver in the off and pacing game, meeting real-life top drivers, and getting free off and pacing merchandise. Join the movement. This is HarnessRacing.com. Hashtag This is Harness Racing on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter action about the post time with Mike and Mike Awards. Once again, you can still nominate. Nominations are open until noon on December 7th. December 
December 6th. It's Oh, my goodness. It's going back a day every time we talk. December 6th at noon. Make sure you fill out your nomination form. It's very easy, very simple. Go to posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Go to our Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards sections. Uh, and we've gotten a lot of nominations. We've got a lot of great categories. We've got seven different categories. And uh, I'll tell you what. It's going to be a wild, wild award show, Mike, because – there's no standout, I don't think, in any of the categories. Not yet, anyway. Uh, I think, actually, you know what? For the first time ever, I think upset of the year uh, might have a little bit of a standout. But mm. listen, but but listen, an upset is an upset is an upset. As far as I'm concerned, uh, they're all one and the same. Yeah, and we have, you know, one of the things about the upsets is there's always we always get a couple of nominations for horses that are kind of off the beaten path. I mean, obviously everybody remembers the big races, but like last year we got an upset for or we got an upset nomination for Jada Queen. Remember at oh, yeah. Rosecroft, ninety nine billion to billion one. to one is our good friend Pete Bedhurst said. Yeah, and actually that was nominated for race call of the year too. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, both of them got nominated, and uh, so it's interesting to see uh, what we've got so far, and uh, we can't wait to see what the uh, rest of the nominations hold. That's for sure. What did now? We're not going to tip anything. What, but what do you think of our nominations for race call of the year so far? Race call of the very year, very interesting. Ra- race call of the year uh, has been very interesting yeah. so far. Like we've said in the past, there's no, uh, you know, the last two years we pretty much knew getting our nominations yeah. who was going to win. Yeah. Wiggle it, jiggle it versus um, for, words for words in yeah. Roger Houston's call, and then of course who can uh, forget uh, the McKee. late the late Sam McKee's uh, 146 call last year. Uh, both of them stood out. We in fact when we got our nominations, we we both looked at each other and said, why are we even putting this one up for a vote? Because we already know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know we got to run the race and see what happens. But uh, this, you know this time it's wide open. Right, this it's a, it's it's a wide, wide open. Lots, affair, that's lots sure. of lots of great calls, and uh, I'll tell you what, we got a good range of announcers too. This year, this is going to be a lot of fun. A race called the. All the awards are going to be a lot of fun. Again, make sure you're now make your nominations at Post Time with Mike and Mike dot com. The uh, Post Time Awards segment of the site. Right now, let's bring in Janine Gessink, uh, and she is involved with pacing for the cure. Uh, one of the great things that is happening in the sport of harness racing. Janine, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Janine, we've got an event coming up at Harris, Philadelphia. It's coming up on Sunday, November 26th, and we are certainly excited about that, certainly excited about participating in that, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, for people that really have no idea what Pacing for the Cure is, tell us a little bit about it, how it got started, and what it's all about. Okay. Um, Pacing for the Cure, we're a uh, 501c3 nonprofit foundation that was um, started in last year actually, but the reason we started the charity um, is Jeff's dad, um, Mr. William Gessick, um, who recently passed um, a month ago, had suffered from multiple sclerosis for over 30 years. And he, it got so bad that he was to the point where he was wheelchair bound. And um, my sister as well, Dr. Kimberly um, Kay, she has suffered with multiple sclerosis for over 20 years. So. It's a cause that's very near and dear to my husband, Jeff, and I. And it so happens that in November of 2015 at the Harrisburg sale, we saw a horse by the name of Mr. Bill G. Um, so the, the common theme there is my father-in-law is William Gessick and the horse is Mr. Bill G. So I said to Jeff, um, we need to put a bid on this horse. And if we win the bid, um, the horse is going to pay for a cure for multiple sclerosis. 
So that's how we got started. The concept got started, and we've been going to racetracks um, throughout the country, having MS walks, um, really raising awareness about what multiple sclerosis is, and most importantly, helping those who are living um, with multiple sclerosis obtain the necessary medical equipment and services, um, as well as funding MS research, because this is a very debilitating disease of the central nervous system, and there are a lot of people out there who need help and support. And most importantly, we want to help people within the harness racing industry. And I have to tell you, Mike, we've met a lot of people as we go across the country that are in this business that are struggling with this illness. So we want to help as many people as possible. Now, Janine, uh, I, I can uh, sort of specify or kind of relate to you guys because uh, my mom has multiple sclerosis. I had an uncle who had multiple sclerosis. So, you know, I can definitely relate uh, when it uh, comes to uh, this uh, uncanny disease is what I kind of call it. Uh, kind of just shows up out of nowhere. Uh, but this event that you guys are having coming up at Harris Philadelphia is on uh, November 26th. And uh, how can people participate? What's going to be going on? And uh, tell us about how uh, we can help. Absolutely. So we have an MS walk around the track beginning at 10 a.m. So um, we are inviting everyone from the local community to come on out and join us. The cost for the walk to sign up is only $10, and um, that allows folks to walk around the track with us. We're also going to have a meet and greet with the drivers right after. So it will really give people the chance not only to, to meet us and participate and help us raise funds for a great cause, but then they'll get to meet uh, some of the drivers after. Um, if um, people can attend but want to support us, they can go online to pacingforthecure.org forward slash donate, and they can make any uh, donation that they would wish to donate, $10 or um, any other donation we would greatly appreciate. Because um, any, any amount of um, contribution will help us make a difference in the lives of people living with MS, whether they need a scooter or if they need um, help paying their medical bills, um, co-pays for um, some of the medications, um, certainly anything will help us be able to do that. All right, and that's coming up by Sunday, November 26th at Harris, Philadelphia. Well, listen, Janine, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And the harness racing community has really been uh, very supportive, very very welcoming of this, and it's it's great to see. It really is great to see. Yeah, Mike, and I want to thank everyone within the harness racing community for all their support. And it really has been tremendous, and um, we want to help as many people as possible. So we thank all of our friends, our sponsors. Um, many of the drivers have um, trainers and owners have gotten behind us, the breeding farms. We are so appreciative, and we know with everyone's continued support, we will make a difference for those suffering um, with this disease in the harness racing community. So thank you so much for the opportunity um, to come on this morning and, um, you know, tell a little bit about what we have coming up on the 26th. Janine, one more time, if uh, anybody would like to make a donation, if they can't make it out on Sunday, and if they want to, you know, visit you guys online and do it that way, how can they do about it? How, they, how can they do it one more time? Yes, pacingforthecure.org forward slash donate. And, again, any donation is greatly appreciated. Folks can also follow and like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. So um, if you're interested in participating, if you can't do the Harris event, 
um, be on the lookout for our tour dates in 2018 and join us at a, at a track near you. So thank you again for this opportunity, Mike. I greatly appreciate it. Jane, we'll see uh, you and Jeff and uh, Ashley and uh, the whole gang coming up on uh, Sunday, November 26th here at Harris. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. All right. That was Janine Gessick. Uh, certainly appreciate her joining us. And, and Mike, you know, harness racing is much flack as harness racing takes at times. I'll tell you what, when it comes to stuff like this, I'm proud to be involved in this sport. Yeah, I completely agree. Between uh, the cancer support, yeah. multiple sclerosis, uh, harness racing does a lot for a lot of different people. Um, you know, we and they really come together and support each other. We've had we've we've raised money for barn fires, yeah. um, and, and it's incredible to see the amount of money that is raised uh, from the horsemen and horsewomen of our industry. And uh, you know what? It's absolutely incredible. You know, we were just starting out when that barn fire occurred uh, way way back when the the Canadian barn fire, yep. and uh, you know, and and you have the idea. I got to give you all the credit on this. You had the idea of starting to GoFundMe, and um, you know, we were you know, I mean, we were kind of new at this whole thing actually at the time, and uh, we were kind of projecting on how much donations, you know, how much money we would get. And we were thinking, oh, we're a couple hundred, you know? Are you kidding me? The harness racing community opened up their hearts and their pocketbooks to donate to that cause, and I'll tell you, there's 10 grand. unbelievable. I and, mean, and we we were just completely stunned. The one in Florida, remember? I mean, that one was up over, I believe it was up over forty thousand. We raised. Stunned. I mean, just absolutely stunned. I mean, we're just a couple of guys who do a radio show every yeah, week, and yeah. you know, at the time we were still pretty brand new. I mean, this was a couple of months after Classy Lane, and forty thousand dollars. I mean, absolutely incredible the amount of money that was raised. Unbelievable. And so, you know, harness racing is good for this kind of stuff and uh you know and i'll tell you what it's good for harness racing it is good for harness racing because you know you see other sports do it you see other sports in for charitable causes and uh harness racing in my opinion does it just as good as those sports so hats off the harness racing for once you know <laughs> for all the flack that artist racing takes hats off to the sport because they they do it great all right, real quick, uh, one more thing before we uh, get ready to close. Listen, we we yep. get ready to wrap this thing up. Yes, we, uh, we want a special thanks to uh, Melissa Keith, uh, who runs the Ushua Canada uh, Twitter page. Listen, I, I know she's got to be happy that you upped it to 280 characters. Uh, you know, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Trump isn't the only one that uh, is happy. Because I got to tell you, I've been going through some of her tweets yep. um, on our show, and normally I, I, I do, you know, I run our Twitter or whatever. But uh, my computer, I forgot my charger at home because uh -huh, that's what kind of guy uh -huh. I am. But look at this. I mean, she's been able to tweet some pretty long, you know, pretty long quotes. And that's the, you know, that's the luxury of this. Uh, we've used this uh, 280 uh, character thing to uh, our benefit. Yeah, she's awesome. Melissa Keith's good people. She does great work up there, and we certainly appreciate her help. And everybody's help in the sport of harness racing. The sport of harness racing has been very, very good to us. And Mike will be back kind of on a regular routine uh, next week. He'll be back in Ohio, and I'll be right here in the booth in Aris, Philadelphia for another edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Once again, nominations are still open for our Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards. Visit posttimewithmikeandmike.com. On behalf of Mike Carter and all the gang and all of our guests here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, we'll see you again next Thursday with the first post of 10.30. Good day, everybody.